Hey guys, welcome to the Four Tonight Podcast. Too many requests. I'm um, I'm two, and I'm nine. Today we'll be talking about the argument working from home to against working from the office. Uh, so for two, I know you guys have very different stance on that uh, argument. So you know, let's start off by saying what what what's the benefits with the other? What's what's the cons with one? So what do you guys think? You know, I'm kind of in the boat of working from the office, right? I think productivities are definitely high in the office, and I'm definitely more of on, like, the social aspect side of it. You know, I personally like interacting with my coworkers. You know, I like being in that environment. Sometimes, you know, the best ideas and collaborations come from the office rather than being at home. But that's just my stance on it. How about you four? You know, so I can definitely get behind some of the stuff like that you just talked about, but I tend to prefer work from home. Um, I find that commuting back and forth from the office is just a lot of dead time. Mm-hmm. I can, you know, spend working while I'm at home. You know, I mean, some people commute anywhere from 30 minutes to, I mean, I've even seen some people go up to two and a half hours one way every single day. You know, so when I mean, you're talking about so much time, that really affects your work-life balance. Because, uh, I mean, regardless of your commute, you're still at the office probably for anywhere from seven to nine hours every day. And, I mean, I find, one, that's just a lot of dead time. Uh, it's a lot of useless expenditure in terms of money and transportation fees. You know, working from home, you don't got to buy a train pass, you know, a couple hundred bucks every single month. You don't got to take... I mean, those add up. Those add up, you know. They do. I mean, you're talking about, I mean, at least for me, I mean, I might be spending anywhere up to, you know, almost $4,000 or more every year on transportation alone. You know, that's money in my pocket when I don't have to uh, actually go to the office. Um, and aside from that, I find that a lot of offices have been adopting, like, this open office um, technique, and that's kind of distracting, to be honest. And you've always got someone peeking over your shoulder. You feel very pressured in these offices. And, I mean, I... If I remember, that kind of space was popularized by Facebook's um, open office. I think they were one of the first ones to implement yeah. such. No, definitely. So. And... I'm personally not a huge fan of it. I would not I would much rather have my own cubicle or, I mean, even just be in my do my thing. Don't got to worry about anybody else. I mean, I think work-life balance is the biggest thing on work from home. And personally, I find that I can be just as productive at home mm-hmm. as I am in the office. Um, now, a lot of companies don't have what I would call the best infrastructure for working from home. You know, yeah. There are definitely things that corporations can do to increase productivity on work from home. And when we kind of saw that with uh, the pandemic, how how unorganized some of these corporations were when it came to now shifting to work from home oh, yeah. indefinitely. Well, I, mean, I personally think that you can very effectively work from home given the proper tools to do so. Um, Tu, what do you think about that? You know, I'm in agreement with you there, definitely on the commuting aspect. Like I personally commute about close to an hour and a half right? Hour, hour and a half, one way. So it's about three hours a day total for commuting time. It means a lot, right? It is a lot. It is a lot, right? It's definitely under the current idea of what they call super commutes, you know, of people commuting more than an hour per one way to get to like work and everything. Mm -hmm. But to be fair, the way I sort of like see it, right? That sort of falls into my work-life balance, at least for me personally, right? My commute was sort of like those checkpoints for the day where it's like, okay, I'm preparing myself to go into work in the morning. Yeah. And once I'm on my commute on the way back, it's like, okay, I'm off the clock. I'm done for today. Like, and it doesn't repeat until Monday. Right. Or uh, the next day. Sorry. Right. 
So that was sort of my aspect on the whole commuting part because that sort of became became like my mental checkpoints of when I'm in the office and when I'm checked out of the office. Yeah. Now I'm sort of in the point where it's like I don't have that mental uh like that mental like gap now. Transition. Yeah, exactly. So I'm sort of just like either always working or just like when it's on the weekends I'm like on and off from work and stuff like that. So it's like definitely putting in more hours into work. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely more productive, don't get me wrong. But definitely, you know, that whole mental aspect of balancing has definitely been thrown off for me, I would have yeah. to say. So let's let's uh, let's recap a little bit. Uh, for I know you're, I would say you're arguing towards right now that we should uh, implement more work from home, mm-hmm. uh, given, you know, proper infrastructure and tools, you know. And two, you're saying, you know, we shouldn't move away from the standard work from the office because they offer much more benefits um, than working from home, mm-hmm. right? Now, you know, we got to take account why we've been having this conversation in the first place. You know, the whole pandemic has really shed light on if the need to work from office anymore, right? A lot of articles, news stories have picked up that one can be as productive working from home. And they could be working from the office or some or some employees shouldn't even be working from the office because, you know, like you said, it's a long commute, a lot of distractions sometimes working from the office. You know, I read multiple threads on Reddit and, you know, Twitter, how many people have uh, have not only a benefit from working from home, but at least a lot of annoyances from working with the office. You have to deal with that, uh, that Karen that always talks about her, what she did over the weekend distracting you from work because you know you can't be rude or how you know the commute that's like an hour and a half you know kills you because you have to wake up an extra two hours just to get ready um these are just you know nitpick things and people have already figured out ways to like uh transform their home into like a perfect office mm-hmm. so now we got their you got your stance right so let's go into depth of exactly each point we're going to be talking about four direct uh topics about I would say the arguments between the two. So first one I would say is, is a big one, productivity, right? So let's start with you for, I know a lot of big concern with working from home mm-hmm. is that productivity will go down. There's way too many distractions. You know, you're, you're rounded by not only just, you know, common things that you enjoy, video games and Netflix and stuff like that, but family and all that. What is, what would you say your, your stance on productivity from working from home? So, Personally, I find myself, I am more productive at home than I am anywhere else. Um, you know, I personally actually, you know, have a nicer setup in my house um, as in regards to my computing equipment um, yeah. than most offices provide, you know. I mean, I've got my own mechanical keyboard, I've got multiple monitors, you know, I've got a nice mouse, uh, nice speakers, you know. I'm more comfortable in my own environment. I can get into the zone better um, than I am in an office. You know, personally, um, I find that bright lighting is not good for me. I like to work pretty much in the dark, to be honest. Like, right now, my lights in my basement are all off in my, like, kind of home office area. And, you know, when you're in an office, you get those very bright fluorescent lights. Yeah. Eyes are, they're very sensitive to that. Um, You know, I find I'm always annoyed by them. And I did actually get, like, anti-glare and blue light glasses, um, not even prescription ones that I can wear in offices now that kind of help me deal with that. But, I mean, I'm much more comfortable in my own house. So, I mean, I, I think I'm not the only one that 
kind of feels like that about one those lighting the lighting just being distracting um, but also the environment itself there's so many people tapping away typing away there's always somebody walking by your desk um, these are things they're just distractions they kind of pull me out of my train of thought um, and you know personally I like to work with music on as well and I mean sometimes people don't like that or uh, sometimes people you, you'll get kind of shaped for having headphones while you're at your desk and um, you know I like to kind of just be able to do my own thing focus on what I'm doing not have to worry about anybody else and I mean I'm lucky enough to have kind of my own home office area in my house so maybe that makes me a little bit of a, a gives me a little bit of bias but I think if you have the means to have like a home office like I do it would be much beneficial for you to work in your own house of course I mean you, you offer a lot of good points I mean a lot of the things um, that you argued right now would say boost your productivity and then you know they're 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 reasonable um, I would say things that one would want, you know, proper lighting, um, some sort of like good music, you know, stuff that encourages you to be more productive and stuff that, you know, motivates you and pushes you, you know, and, and that's never something to wrong. And, you know, you could, you know, wear headphones or go into a darker room in the office, but like these are not really solutions, just more, I would say, um, temporarily uh, adjustments. And you can't really... It's even bigger of a problem with the with the office, uh, the open office spaces that we talked about earlier. I mean, they're becoming yeah. more prominent. Almost every office is kind of gearing towards one of those types of layouts. And I mean, controlling lighting in your area—it's almost impossible. They've got giant floors with just fluorescent lights everywhere. Um, and I mean, it's kind of very hard to keep to yourself. And like, I know I talked a little bit about this before, but. Yeah, there's just so much pressure on you when you're in the office, right? Like, you just always feel like you need to be being extremely productive. And, I mean, like, even if I'm just, like, tabbed out into Google and I'm looking for, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm searching a question on Stack Overflow or something, you know, like, I feel pressured to get back to my IDE faster because I need to look productive because everyone else around me is working, right? And, I mean, I think that will actually drive productivity down, that amount of pressure. I see what you're saying. It's kind of like a big brother looking over after you and stuff like that. I constant eye watch. It doesn't necessarily mean you're doing something unproductive, but it it can give you that sort of sense that like kind of like, oh, I should look like I'm being productive, even though you, you could be, you know? You know, you could be doing something actually productive, but from one perspective outside of your own view, it can be looking like, oh, he's on Spotify. You know, when we want you're just trying to lower the volume or you know you're you're looking at a Google and he's like oh he was googling stuff but you're actually looking at you know Stack Overflow forms and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you know these are legitimate concerns and I, I agree with them most part. What do what do you think too? I mean you're you clearly think productivity would be way higher working from the office. Yeah, personally I do because like um, I see to force point you know that pressure to be more productive. Yeah. But at the same time I guess that's more of like a corporate culture kind of aspect because. I feel that at work, but at the same time, I don't feel that urgency. Like if I'm Googling something on Stack Overflow, mentally, I know I'm working, right? Mm -hmm. And like even when maybe my managers or someone walks by and sees it, they know I'm working because I'm on Stack Overflow and testing some code or something, right? Just yeah. a heads up, I'm a software developer, guys, to make it clear for those of you who don't understand that. But um, like I, didn't, I personally didn't feel that pressure. And I personally like working from the office because... You know, it's not, I see to the point of the fluorescent lighting and stuff that Ford brought up, 
But, you know, a lot of corporations have been taking that into consideration. So personally, I know for um, where I work and everything, we have lots of windows, right? We have lots of windows. So it's a lot of natural lighting, which yeah. I think has been very, very beneficial when um, I'm working. Person, uh, Like, I feel that for myself personally. I feel like in a brighter mood. I feel more productive, right? I feel like I get more stuff done. Whereas right now, I'm in a basement with, in a basement with just fluorescent lighting. And yeah, no, it definitely derides my productivity that way because i'm sort of like okay well there's no natural light like i feel like i'm like in a dungeon just working right um yeah which which sort of went back to my commute aspect of like i don't have that mental cutoff anymore right it's sort of just i'm always just in this dungeon just working you know you know speaking Um, also on the argument of natural lighting right i personally have have experience working in the office too right and one of the things i noticed um to the topic of natural lighting is that it, it really depends on where you work um I was in the unfortunate um, uh, side that where my side of the building, or where my desk was, was always inland towards other offices, which oh, meant okay. that basically we only got natural sunlight, I would say, up to like 2 p.m. Because the sun mm-hmm. would then go over to the other side and most of it would just be shadowed by the building itself. Oh, so, interesting. interesting. So that's so- like... Yeah, so... Yeah, so again, yeah, so it goes back onto, like, office location and everything. Yeah, and... which is, like, factors you really can't really think about. I mean, like, you, you know, you're working, you're not going to really think about, oh, like, is my desk facing east or west? You know, like, <laughs> no, it's, it's... I care more about if my code's working or failing than my exactly. desk facing east or west. Exactly, so, like, you, you're not going to personally be thinking about that, and even though it might not be a major contribution of your productivity, it is something that does have an effect. I, I definitely have seen myself firsthand get... um what's it called lose motivation just purely because it's like a darker day or it's a rainier day it just it affects your mood even if you don't I think, think definitely that aspect like i remember in the winters working and stuff like that is definitely a big mood effector but now like during the summer it's like it's, it's a just, big lifter it's a big know? lifter exactly it's a big lifter, you know and i think also you can argue for your side right um i personally in the last few months have been working uh, from home and my my setup um is in the basement right Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a complete opposite setup than you would have in an office in the city. There's no big windows. There's barely any exposure to natural light here. Uh, barely, I get any into any like interaction or viewpoint to the outside world, which means that most of the benefits that you will get from natural lighting or exposure to uh, nature, right, is pretty much mute because I'm working from the basement. So I probably would have been more productive if, you know, I was working at the office right now and got, you know, had big natural windows to, you know, constantly show me and motivate me through natural lighting and stuff like that. And I think there's, you know, one more aspect to that also besides the natural light aspect. I know Four mentioned like, you know, his personal computing setup at home. Yeah. Right. Um, definitely if you have a personal computing setup that a setup at home that's as equivalent to the one in your office, you're definitely, you know, it's definitely much more beneficial. But, you know, a lot of my coworkers and a lot of people I've just spoken to throughout in the office, you know, some of them are working from, like, their laptops, yeah. right? So <laughs> it's it's definitely a big drawback from, like, the 36-inch screens that they were working on before and like, the, and, like, the corporate phones that they had next to them. Now everyone's using their cell phones. And, like, me personally, now that I'm in the basement, I have really bad cell phone service down here, right? Yeah. So it's like I tell all my coworkers, send me a text or shoot me a IM. That way I can go upstairs to actually take the phone call. So that's definitely... I think that big drawback, it's like the setup itself. I like the office setup itself in that 
everyone's on the same internet speed. Everyone's using the same monitors, maybe similar keyboards, similar mouse setups. You know, some people have their, uh, um, which, what do you call it? The ergonomic, ergonomic setups for their uh, mouse and keyboards, but some don't. But the basic gist is that we're all on the same internet connection, which is, uh, you know, these corporate internet connections are super fast. Like, let's be real. And, um, definitely on the same like cell phone uh cell phone or uh corporate phone lines and everything which have been really nice whereas now i think there's some of that's a little bit of a drawback if you don't have like those setups from home um, yeah thankfully you know i'm i'm not in that situation so thank uh thank for uh thankfully for that and so for me it hasn't been that much of an adjustment um mm-hmm. but like i know i have coworkers who are working on like a 12 inch macbook air man and it's like I, that's, it, it, that's crippling that's it's hard yeah it's very hard right even though we're even though we're uh connecting to our work computers and everything just working on just a screen of that nature when you know you're so used to working on a much more productive uh setup is definitely a lot harder so to I think that I, point is i think another tough. thing to mention right and this goes back to i would say what you said too about transitions right um is there's when you're talking about workflow and stuff like that right and Thor was talking about how he has some setup, and he, he you know, is I would assume this is the same setup he uses for non-work stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like personal stuff, like could be gaming, listening to music, editing, you know, that sort yeah, of nature, of right? Course. And when you have the same setup for work and productivity, uh, at least from my perspective, it it, it gets difficult to separate the two. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you you're. You could be trying to do something that's not work-related, but it kind of mixes in with your personal stuff, you know, when you have it all in one one system, right? And I know people have ways to combat this. They either have different users' profiles. uh, They even, uh, what's it called? They have a strict time management where they're like, okay, from this point to that point, only work. Everything else, shut down work completely. No progress-related work, anything like that. But I know, like, for some jobs, that's kind of impossible. You know, you're always on the clock, even if you're not on the clock. You know, you're... You're expected to answer emails and stuff, even if you're not. So when you have it all in one system, it can kind of get mixed in altogether. You kind of feel like your personal life is now part of your business life, and you know that's not that you need a balance, I would say, to be very healthy. And you know you can combat this by having two different systems. You know you can have a system just dedicated to your work, and another system dedicated to uh, your personal life. You know. So there's ways around that, but I mean, I'm I'm not gonna assume everyone has two different systems in their home. Yeah, that's expensive. <laughs> that's expensive setup, you know. So I would say, well, it's not a big contributing factor. I would say it definitely could affect someone who has a very busy and uh, encompassing work uh, lifestyle and is trying to separate that. When you're when you're working from the office, it's a clear, like you said, a clear mental shift. This is the office. This is the, my work computer. Everything I do from this point on, and I type. I can recognize I'm work related, and then when you go back home, sure you might have your business corporate phone to answer emails, but that personal computer is just personal. Mm-hmm. There's nothing attached to it. So you know those those are the things that I'm you know you don't really think about, but they they do add up. You know that could be true, but I also find that a lot of uh, at least with us you know in the IT realm, a lot of stuff we do is all virtual now, right? So I'm not using my main computer or my personal computer as my uh, my work computer. I'm just using it as a means to access my work computer, right? So I do think there is a little bit of a of separation. There's a, there's, a, there's definitely a bridge, I would say. You know, especially with yeah. virtualization. But I, even with virtualization, I would say like the program's still there, right? And you if you have it running, it's still gonna alert you. That's not what I'm saying. 
Oh, well, that's true. Okay, I can kind of see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's. Mind, right? I'm no longer commuting five hours a day. So that's true. That that's true. That's a very commuting. You know, I'm a little bit more willing to work more hours from home now because I don't have to spend five hours going back and forth. And that's sort of been my, yeah, and to agree with you, that's sort of been my thing right now as I'm working from home. It's like, okay, those three hours a day that I'm no longer commuting, right, I'm putting back into work. And I think that's where the bulk of my more productivity is coming from because I don't have to wake up earlier, right? So because I don't have to wake up earlier to, like, go catch my method of transportation to work, I can literally roll out of bed, hop into um, my first meetings or whatever it may be, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. eight say seven thirty eight o'clock in the morning whereas before i was waking up at five thirty six in the morning right and so those extra two hours of sleep add up and then instead of me you know signing off at 5 p.m or 6 p.m right i'm okay with signing off at eight nine o'clock because it's like well i got to make up my extra hours of sleep and now i'm not commuting so i have those two three extra hour buffer to not only um continue working right and be a little bit more productive but to, you know even catch up on some work stuff maybe schedule a few other meetings or stuff like that or finish up some last minute code which so is great I, also well, i would say because I, I tend to be someone who's more productive during more of the evening hours and the morning hours oh 100 me as well 100 percent. so you know that really does work out for i would say us type of people who who are not really morning people right and we don't really turn on until i would say noon Right. Yeah, I'm a like very not I'm a very nocturnal person. Yeah, like if, yeah. if I could start working at like three PM until two AM, like that would be ideal. I'm down. <laughs> like, I'm down. I'm, uh, any job that offers me those hours, you know, I'm very, very favorable. There is actually one more aspect of work from home that we haven't quite touched on yet. Um and at least this is I think another big piece of productivity is the ability to work from home, especially in international teams, right? Because Let's say I've got coworkers from India. I've got coworkers in you know the UK. We're all on different time zones, right? At what point yeah. will all of us be in the office at the same time? Never. That'll just never happen, right? So if I'm only working from the office and I need to talk with somebody about something, and you know they're not going to be getting online until two in the morning my time. Got to send an email. Wait for it. Wait for them to reply the next day. Oh wait, they misunderstood my email. Got to resend it. Clarify some stuff, right? So the ability to work from home and to just log on later in the day or maybe like shift my schedule a little bit and do a shift from, you know, maybe 4 a.m. to 2 p.m. instead of, you know, 9 to 5 or 6 or whatever, right? It's It makes things a lot easier. And I think it really boosts productivity, especially in international teams. Yeah, no, I'm definitely, I could definitely agree with you there because at least depending on where you are in the world, like, I guess it depends on the balance there. Like if the international teams are working from home, whereas you're working from the office, you know, it gives them that flexibility because they could be on, you know, whatever United States hours are. Right. But if you're in, um, if we're working from home and they're working from the office, you know, it gives us that flexibility. Now if we're both working from home because of obviously in the current situation now with uh, COVID-19 all over the world, Mm -hmm. um, if we're both working from home, it gives both of us that flexibility. Yeah. So, you know, if I could, if I could log in at two o'clock in the morning, my time, and they're online at like eight, eight AM their time, whatever the time difference is. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we flip it and they're logged in at two AM, whereas I'm logged in eight AM too. Right. It's creates that nice balance between us. Yeah. And I think that's definitely, I know the rest of, I know a bunch, most major corporations around the world rely on, you know, United States time, particularly like Northeast time. 
right? But what's been really nice right now is that we can give our international teams, you know, flexibility and, you know, make them also feel super important to us because they are super important to the firm. Um, so it's like, it's really nice to get, gather that perspective into to be flexible with their time as well because their time their time i have to say is just as valuable if not more valuable than our time here in the yeah. states so yeah that's pretty much all. none of it you want to you know communication between the two and you know make them feel like you know one big team because you guys are you know yep. we are exactly 100 percent. and it's hard to sometimes hard to believe that why, why don't we talk a little bit about like kind of productivity tools and kind of like the equipment that is given that can kind of assist in working from home or you know make it closer to the working from office environment right so we i'm sure we've seen things like slack and symphony and these different chat systems right um they're pretty much in every major corporation at this point and even like skype right the ability to just call people up real quick or Mm -hmm. give them a quick im and you know more casual than email closer to just you know casual conversation in real life um yeah or a firm may have their own proprietary, like, own messaging platform. Like, I know Facebook uses yep. Facebook Messenger, for example, right? Yep, yep. So, I think those things are kind of really big in assisting with productivity, especially remote productivity. Even though they do also help in the office, right? Because you don't got to walk across the hall anymore to go see someone, just a quick message. Um, but anyway, I do think that they could be doing a better job of encouraging productivity on work from home and even like I said in office because these tools they translate both ways right um, so I, I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of have heard of discord and you've used it before personally I think discord would be the perfect solution for work from home um, work from home um, purposes right you can set up different text channels you can set up different roles you can specify different groups um, roles and kind of like categorize things and I mean I just think it makes everything so easy. You could have a channel uh, for particular projects, and I mean the ability for you know to have a couple of different like sections per each team, and then you know let's say I'm I'm online, I'm working, I can hop in a channel, I mute myself. Somebody needs me, all right, they just message me and I unmute myself, right? I can share my screen. It it creates a much more work friendly environment, and I think it creates a much more um, kind of cooperative environment where we can. We can still kind of work together on projects, and I can show off things, and I can take help and give help. And I think that corporations should invest more in technology like Discord to really kind of bridge that gap between working from home and working from the office. And I, I think that that would be the future for working from home. I, I totally agree. I 100% agree. I think the the structure, the functionalities, and the support that Discord has as a um, server side server-based uh, communication service offers sort of things and uh, features that other similar providers like Slack or, uh, you know, those kind of um, softwares just don't offer to the same level or same level of control and organization. You know, super, and it's so, and it's so user-friendly too. Like it doesn't, it doesn't take like an IT major to figure out how to make a server uh, side uh, clients for one particular team or organize roles or even, you know, set up appropriate um, environments yeah. for everyone else, right? There's, It's super easy. Anyone can do it. You know, I've seen kids, like, 12-year-olds do it. So, you know, it and, and it just offers such – it has so much tools and features that other Slacks don't have, like uh, quick 
share, share screens, um, video conversation, which has been added, and stuff like you can even offer bots and stuff like that that can really amp up productivity and make it a much more engaging uh, environment. Uh, what do you think, too? I guess my counter argument to that would be that, you know, these systems, whether you're referring to Skype, Slack, Symphony, Facebook Messenger, Discord, whatever it may be at the end of the day. Yeah. These systems were not meant to be, um, there was supposed to be internal use systems, you know, it was supposed to be when we're in the office, you know, where we just, I am someone real quick or we message someone real quick like that. Now we're sort of seeing like the whole transition because of working from home that, what these systems are capable of, right? And I think that's definitely a nice shift. But the main purpose of these systems was to be used internally. It was supposed to be easier to set up, you know, I guess it's transitioning into like our talk, our next, you know, gist of social interactions, right? Yeah. yeah. Like it was supposed to be used to set up social interactions. Like I may, I am my manager be like, hey, it's 3 p.m. Good for you to meet today, right? Yep. So it's like, that's what those were kind of like used for. They weren't really used for these whole work from home um, setups that we're all running on now. They were really used to really just ease the setup of communication for uh, in-person interactions and for in-person meetings. I I, I definitely agree with that. I can see really where you're coming from. Um, But I I think you're totally right, though. I think what we're doing now, like, for example, what I just discussed using Discord for would be as a replacement for social interaction, or I guess yes. as close to a replacement as you can possibly get, right? And I mean, we've, we've done it working on projects together, the three of us, using Discord. I mean, it's it's as close to a to a meeting you in real life and working on thing replacement as you can get. And yeah. again, it saves the time of having to commute, having to go see each other, right? You know, we're not close, so it saves everyone that time. And then... I mean, especially now with COVID, we can work fairly close in terms of uh, our productivity as we would together, and we don't have to be together at all. So there's no risk of spreading COVID. And I mean, I I, I personally am a big fan of the stuff, and I think that they could really, really be helpful in business. So let's uh, narrow down on the whole social interaction aspect of this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, two. Do you really think these types of tools can replace social, physical social action in a day like you would get in a typical office setting? Personally, no, I don't think so. Like, I'm in that realm of, you know, we have like these little like cafeterias or coffee like shops around the, um, what's it called, around the office. Yeah. And so what's, I think my best interactions or my most productive interactions actually came from like those accidental like meetings. You know, I'm just walking down to the coffee shop and all of a sudden I, I run into one of my coworkers who may or may not even be in my division. You know, he may be in a completely other side of the firm, but we stop, we talk for about 15, 20 minutes really quick and just discuss, you know, what each other's up to, what project we're working on internally, you know, what's going on in that realm. And he may mention something offhand. And this has happened several times. He may mention something offhand. And he was like, huh? And I, and I immediately think like, hey, I could probably use this tool for my project actually that I'm working on now. Or I may mention a tool and they may be able to use it on their project there. And sort of really helps create that like one giant firm setup because not everyone is aware of what everyone is doing at all times, right? That's kind of – that's nearly impossible even yeah. from like an executive standpoint. Like I highly doubt like our executives know what – every little nitty gritty project is for every single team. You know, it's hard to, it's very, very hard to maintain, 
maintain something like that. And yeah, I so, see. I see what you're saying. And so what I found from those interactions, at least me personally with the other IT and engineers and even business people that I've met, is like we just come up with these random ideas out of nowhere. And we're like, huh, this could be something viable and useful for not only us, but for the firm in general, right? Yep. And I think that's been, I think, the biggest um, thing I think we're missing from this whole work from home thing that the office has. Are huge, these like random encounters? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just these random encounters, these random ideas, these random just They're, they add value that you can't really, you know, you can't really you can't quantify that. something like yeah, that. I really you can't, can't quantify you can't that. It's it's kind of like the equivalent of the closest equivalent I can think of of doing it in like Discord or something like that, right? Is that if you're away from a meeting, you have a huge public room that everyone goes to, right? Mm-hmm. To like to like hang out or something, and maybe. If like if there's one public channel, everyone's hanging out. You might interact with someone there, but then again, then it gets cluttered. Then it gets messy. It's not the same one. I think what's different in Discord or any other chat platform or something like that, with no discredit to any of those services, I use all of them and I think they're all amazing in their own ways. It's that when I'm talking, for example, like how I'm discussing with you two right here. Um, it's like our own little pod of a conversation, yeah. right? Yeah. I think that's what's different with the social interactions. Imagine having everyone in that coffee in that coffee house, right? Just being on this one Discord server, I wouldn't know who I'm talking to because everyone's just talking at the same that's time. Like, you know, yeah. it's not it's not a setup that's viable. Everyone has their own little like conversations. Can't emulate that. It's, it's really hard to emulate that. Exactly. The only way to emulate that is to have multiple channels right and you can just kind of pull yourself up like i think people do this all the time right so i, I spent i've spent a lot of time on the internet i would say a lot of my childhood and growing up was spent playing video games with you know people online some of like my fondest memories and best friends come from playing video games and these are people that a lot of them i haven't even met in real life before and yet i've probably spent more time with some of these guys online in voice comms than I have with a lot of the, my actual friends that I've known for years in real life. There's some stranger danger there. There's a heads up for. Well, of course, like, but <laughs> well, it was a different time, you know. I, I personally this. It was a different time, but two, you know, you, sometimes you don't even have intentions of like meeting people, right? It's just you play games together, and for example, you know, depending on the game you're playing, sometimes there's groups and clans and guilds, right? And you're a group of dozens of people all playing the same thing together in the same channel, doing different things. And, I mean, if you get into kind of a side conversation, what do you do? You just pull yourself down a channel and you separate yourself, right? So I, I wouldn't say it's impossible to emulate because I've been emulating it probably for the last decade playing different types of video games with large groups of people. It's more difficult to emulate. I would say kind of like really connecting with somebody on the internet is a lot harder to do than it is to do it in person where you can read body language and kind of, you know, read eyes and um, kind of read more into what people are actually saying. Um, but I, w- I wouldn't necessarily call it impossible. And mm-hmm. people would just need to become more proficient in how to do it online, right? Because a lot of people just don't have that skill set. You know, not everyone has spent a decade playing games and using these services like like I have, for example, and like you have nine, right? So, I mean, I would say we're very proficient in connecting online and being productive with people online. And it's, I think it's its own skill set, right? It's something that you would have to learn how to do and learn how to interact with people that way. I agree. I mean, I, I personally have similar experiences growing up. I've met a lot of people through gaming services and stuff like that. 
And, you know, it, it's sort of like the same feeling that uh, Chu was talking about. Like, there's just these random encounters that you just have, you know, a random match you played, and it kind of blooms from it. But and, and, and to a part, it is very similar to, like, a random encounter in the physical realm, the physical world. But it's just, it's, I think it still would be difficult to emulate, even if you could emulate it on purpose. I think that's the problem. A lot of these interactions that we had growing up were because there were different circumstances or different environments, and there were also there was a different time, and it wasn't and it wasn't on purpose. That's the big thing. Um, these offices kind of promote these random encounters, I would say, with like cafes and stuff like that, and it yeah. kind of sets everything up for it to kind of happen. It doesn't have to happen to everyone, but it kind of happens. Well, if you kind of do the same thing on Discord. I would say it would be a little bit too hard to purposely emulate that. Accidentally, sure, it can happen, hundred percent. I can definitely see it happening. How you talk to people, talk this, they kind of see, you know, kind of similar interests and stuff like that, and they kind of like go into their own channel to interact more. But I, I really have a difficulty seeing that happen in like one big channel where everyone, like, a, like number two was saying, where like everyone's just talking at once. You know, it's it's very difficult to. To isolate that in a, I would say in a, you know, a public channel like Discord. But I could see, you know, if if Discord decided to like, let's kind of emulate that random encounter effect. Sure, they can probably take motives and steps to do it. But currently, as it stands, I don't see it uh, supported. Let's look at like very well. rooms, right? Like two thousand chat rooms, right? These yeah, these are just public places that people can join to talk with other people, right? I mean. You have plenty of relationships that came out of these things, friendships that came out of these things. Some of these chat rooms people go back to, and I mean, some of them are still live today, right? Yeah. And there's There are definitely areas and different situations and examples of just having a general public spot online where people can just go to talk and hang out in um, that in relationships. And like I said, I'm not, it's easy. I'm not saying it's guaranteed to work. All I'm yeah. saying is, I think you can do it to a certain degree with things like Discord and other. I, I think the biggest difference is that with these online examples, like video games, chat rooms, right? People come in there of their own volition because they're looking for something mm. sort of like That's similar fair. interests, right? While in a work environment, you're not purposely coming into your own volition of a public chat room to make an interaction. You're probably going into that cafe room because you wanted to get coffee yeah that's usually the case like you know we're usually yeah like we're usually heading over there to get coffee a bagel maybe a sandwich or something right because it just happens to like it just happens yeah you know or or like these chat examples like even video games right you're going in there to play a video game and you just happen to what's it called um you know talk to someone right because you're your own volition you have you already have similar interests but while like two was saying you could be talking to someone who is not like you at all completely different division completely different project completely different set of skills and you probably wouldn't even hang out with each other if you guys were friends but you guys you know are willing to talk because you guys are there both human beings you know and you want to interact so i think the circumstances are different while i still think that yes for you have a point i still think it could happen it could definitely happen 100 percent. just not to the same degree i would say physically different areas of of work that you connect people right like you've got different circles and different like side projects and kind of these and almost i would call them like club-like things that come out of different offices they are like that yes 100 percent. they're like that i mean if you were to set up for example um maybe like a, a python coding channel right where people who are interested in python 
can just join it and maybe other people from work can kind of give you some pointers or answer questions for you, right? Or different projects that you like or are interested in, you can ask them about stuff. I mean, there are ways to facilitate people talking to each other outside of going to get coffee. 100%. You know, I, I, I think I think it, it really does come down in the end of the day how, how we move forward with this and how these companies um, kind of facilitate that. They were able to do it physically because, you know, all these cafes that they build in their office, this wasn't like a fleeting thought. This was purposely planned. Every single cafe you see in every floor, every single Starbucks location you see on in a building, any single fast food cafe you see planted was purposely built for to facilitate like human interaction to conversations. You know, Google I think is one of the best examples of this. Right? Yeah, their, Google I think does it the best out of all of them. Their headquarters was uh, facilitated that you're pretty much never more than like what ten feet, five feet away from food, right? And they know one is because one it, it facilitates you know food with with humans that's a good feeling you always you know free food is like just an instant good feeling a mood I think food in general regardless if it's free or not it's just a good feeling yeah but it's <laughs> better the fact that it's free I mean that's like double food <laughs> but they also have a second side effect you know two human beings are going to go there to the same place to get food and that facilitates um, you know interaction yeah. yeah. And, you know, like like you were saying for, I think that can definitely happen with circles and groups and stuff like that. You know, but, but it may also not even just be cafes and stuff like that. You know, crazy, crazy things have happened inside an elevator. You know, you just walk into an elevator. Next thing I know, I'm standing next to, I'm in an elevator with one of the heads of the division. Me and him just start getting into a conversation. And then we just sort of butted into this, um, butted into this sort of like, Mentor mentee kind exactly. of thing, right? Exactly. I, th- so I, can, it's like- I think that's the biggest difference, right? You're you're not purposely going to a cafe to meet someone, or purposely going to an elevator to talk to someone, right? These are just just things that happen. They're, they're, exactly. They're just chance encounters. You Ch- yeah. Very yeah, exactly. Chance encounters. Well, for like circles and stuff like that, right? You you yourself, your own volition, would have to go to that circle, and you will have to view it as something that's worth your time. You know, they're not like something that just sparks. You know. But, you know, we'll see what that goes on. Um, so speaking of, like, you know, Google headquarters and stuff like that, these headquarters, right, they cost a lot of money. Billions of right? dollars. Billions. billions and billions of dollars, right? Facebook's was a really good example of their headquarters where they're constantly evolving it and growing it and expanding it. Uh, you got, you know, Google's. You got, um, what's it called? Apple's, who was who just, you know, they just finished building their their new theater that you even way. have amazon you even have amazon now who just opened a new one in uh, virginia exactly so like these are not cheap just viewing them you know that they're they're millions of not billions of dollars easily spent right so it, as people look towards you know we should start working from home maybe right we should argue is working from home justifies not you know renting on the property costs anymore or you know are there still a valid expense that we should do for working from office what do you what do you guys think yeah personally i'm in the boat of i think based on the current circumstances we are in now yeah i think offices are really going to go back and look at their real estate holdings and decide if they want to expand or not i think expanding is going to be a very mindful thing now right it, do we need that extra, you know, 1,200 square foot space or 12,000 square foot warehouse or something? Or do we need this, right? 
I but think you need a positive or a negative due to the whole everything? I think definitely it's going to be, at least in the short term, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a negative. Okay. Right? I think it's either going to be a negative or it's going to come to a standstill where everyone's either just going to maintain what they have or they're going to actually reduce what they own. Yeah. But I think over the long term, it's definitely going to, you know, hopefully things go back to normal and we see things going back to the way they were from everyone working from the office and everything. I think they're definitely going to be expanding because, you know, people are going to need jobs. People are going to need offices to go and work into. So I think it will definitely expand at that point. Mm -hmm. How long that will take, I couldn't tell you. But I definitely think in a long-term view that things should return back to normal. But at least in the short term, it's definitely going to be like a stagnant or maybe even a negative viewpoint. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can see that. I mean, you know, they're... You know, as you know, a lot of people were advocating when this pandemic started and everything was like, well, why even work from the office? You know, why working from home just has, you know, a lot of benefits, right? And, you know, I can definitely see a lot of corporations being like, well, why would I have these billions of dollars in revenue and expenses in maintaining an office or building a headquarters if, you know, our, we're not really going to use it to the full extent as, you know, you know, previously where you can justify it because, you know, this is where everyone works. This is where your money maker is and you need a good environment to and a good uh what's it called business culture to facilitate such good productivity but if you're not even going to have that anymore that environment then what's the point right yeah. what, do, what do you think is going to happen for with everything moving forward i think we're going to see thousands of businesses get rid of their offices in exchange for either a fully remote um program or a partially remote partially an office program um, yeah Amazon was another big successor and there's everything. And shipping and like all these other companies, right? There there are certain certain companies that just have almost no reliance on, on physical goods, right? Especially like let's take your social media platforms right now. They have no reliance on, on physical goods. And I mean people are using them now more than ever because everybody's home. Right? So how are people connecting? They're connecting virtually, which increases traffic and increases revenue, right? So I mean I think there's almost no the people. Some of these companies are going to see they have almost no reason to keep their physical location, and I could see things uh, companies get rid of their get rid of their properties completely, and move to something like uh, especially once the pandemic is over, maybe like once a once every month they'll just do like a renting like a hotel conference room, right? And they can bring everybody in. They can have their their monthly meetings, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's going to cost them a couple thousand dollars to rent that room every month. But, I mean, a couple thousand dollars to rent a big conference hall is a heck of a lot cheaper than paying rent every month for a giant office to have all your employees come in. No, you know, I spoke earlier about Amazon, right? Which is, I say, one said a lot of a lot of companies did actually benefit from this whole pandemic. And Amazon was one of the biggest highlights of that beneficial, right? They, they made, I think he made like billions and billions of dollars from this whole, because everyone, everyone shifted from home, right? Instead of going outside, they wanted to ship to their homes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even Amazon, someone who greatly benefited, right, still needs physical locations, their warehouses. You know, these these are necessities, physical locations, real estate that they just can't drop, especially as everything moves from work from home. You know, mm-hmm. and I think you can argue that there are some, at least some levels of business or some types of corporations that just can't be fully digital. You know, it has I to would be agree. physical. I would, I would agree on that front. You know, so like you're going to see some corporations such as Amazon, 
right, that are going to be expanding their real estate footprint. But the fourth point, I definitely see a lot of small businesses, right, definitely shutting their doors or going into much smaller spaces, maybe co-working spaces like how WeWork provides, right? Yeah. Just because they, they can see that, hey, a physical office presence really isn't needed and that we can really all just work from, like, all our remote locations. But I guess this is really going to come down to basically those who owned versus those who leased or rented, right? Mm-hmm. If a corporation owns their space, I highly, highly doubt they're going to get rid of it. You know, they're still going to take advantage of it. They're still going to renovate it. You know, it's their asset, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, if, if it's a one that they lease or they rent out of, I think they just let the lease or rent pay out, yeah. uh, play out, and they go from there, you know? I, I think also you raise a really good point if it's the type of business. If it's a big corporation or it's a small business. And it makes sense for, you know, even big corporations just to, like, wait it out because, you know... One can never know that after two or three years of this whole pandemic, it can shift dramatically back to a work-from-office situation, right? Yep. And, you know, while small businesses, you just can't, they just can't handle the costs for that long. So they might either realize that we can dramatically just mobilize our whole operation as a you know, online-only front, or they're just going to have to shell the costs, keep it mobile for temporarily until it's needed time for everything to open back up. So I think even the type of business itself, on top of like what do they sell and what are their products and what are their services, it's a whole contributing factor to whatever it's a work from home or a work from office situation. It might not even be a choice they can have, you know. Yep. Yep. Um, so lastly, the last thing we should talk about is like I said, way in the beginning of the conversation, the whole reason we're having this conversation in the first place is because of the whole pandemic going on, right? Mm-hmm. And it. It, it was such a dramatical and sudden change that a lot of businesses had to, you know, completely 180 on the way they operate. Uh, you know, universities itself, one of the biggest blunders of this has, a lot of them were not necessarily ready to mobilize to such an online-only environment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of corporations also suffered to it. Uh, you can, I can imagine millions and billions of dollars of revenue lost during this whole sh- pandemic shift towards an online-only digital environment, right? Yep. So there are a lot of, you know, as we say, we're a couple months into this whole pandemic. A lot of things are still uncertain. New information is still coming out. And, you know, a lot of things are still exactly not clear how things are going to pan out. Um, one thing I want to, I don't know if you guys have read this, but the World Organization said they predict that the whole pandemic might last two or three years more. Now, with that information, how do you think this pandemic might shift, you know, this overall argument that we're having, work from home, work from office, if it's going to be two more years, two, three more years? Well, I mean, you know? it, sound, it sound, sounds like they're going to have no choice but to work from home. I mean, yeah, but um, at the same time, we, we have saw states open up regardless of warnings, you know? Um you know, it, here's the thing, right? There's a difference between having the ability to open your offices and actually opening your offices, right? I think, yeah. we're, I think at some point in the future, we're going to have to see a kind of landmark um, civil decision in the court system, right? Someone's office is going to open up. They're going to force them to come back to the office to go back to work, even yeah. though they are still fearful of the pandemic. And then they're going to sue their office or their company for opening up 
and forcing them to come in, even though maybe it wasn't required for them to, right? I think anyone that has the capability of working from home should be working from home, regardless of what your state allows. And, I mean, like I said, I think we'll see some landmark decision because, I mean, if you have the ability to work from home and your employer still forces you to come into the office anyway, and then you get sick and either, you know, die or get deathly ill because of their decision to force you back, even though you didn't have to, I mean, I think that there's liability in that decision, so... You know, it's funny. See a court decision on this at some point in the future. You know, it's funny you mentioned this, right? Um, there was a big uh, issue, I think, uh, a few weeks ago about this. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember if it was Tesla or SpaceX, right? But they opened up um, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and they said, right, their public response to it was, "It's optional." Yeah. Right. It's like the police can come in if they want or not. So from what I was reading on the forums and people who actually work there anonymously, it's not optional. <laughs> so it's kind of like the whole say but then don't do kind of thing. Or like they're saying to the public, don't worry, we're giving the employees the freedom of choice. But at the same time, you know your manager's going to kill you if you don't come in. So Yeah, I read that report. That was uh, Tesla. And- yeah. You bring up an interesting point with this whole, you know, you know the pandemic goes for two yeah. or three more years. Again, I go. I can say this once again, like you said earlier, this comes down to the culture of the, the company, right? If you're working for a company that's willing to, you know, force your hand like that, maybe you should reconsider working for them, right? Mm-hmm. And that may be a whole thing to consider later on. But that's at the same time... It's easier said than done, though, right? When you're talking about yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's easier said than done. You might be, especially with the pandemic and the economy right now, you may not be in a position to just make a change like that, right? And now you're, like you said, even even if years later on you decide to take them to court, right? Given if you even have the funds or the time to do that, you know, you're dealing with a major corporation with have hundreds and hundreds of lawyers ready to back them up, you know? And not, and not, it's not going to be an easy task. Yeah. And given that you even do all this and you have the funds to tackle it on and you just happen to win, Right? You still, at the end of the day, went there and potentially got sick. Your health was at risk. And, you know, some can say your health is not tied to any monetary value. I mean, if, if you're winning that lawsuit, odds are you did get sick. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. So, like, it, it's like you said, it's easier said than done. You, you, you can be in a position where you're, unfortunately, your company is telling publicly it's an optional thing. But, you know, within the corporation culture, that if you don't show up on Monday, you ain't getting a call back. Yeah. So I think, I think with that report in particular, right, I would yeah. like to hear the other side of it from, like, Tesla's side of it. Because besides Musk, just the employee side. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> if, you got, if you got Elon Musk's phone number, like, I think he's no. busy right now, but I'll call him later. All right, no worries. But, like, I would like to hear both sides of the story, so I'm probably not going to comment on that one. But in general, just from, like, the working from home situation i think definitely yeah. definitely i saw the who report this morning the world health organization report this morning that this could go for two three more years you know if it does you know it's very unfortunate because you know lots of people lots of people's livelihoods are at stake lots of people have lost their lives the economy is not in the best shape yeah. you know for, for your average consumer um but going back to this work from home thing definitely you're going to see a spike of work from home cases but I think the most important thing you're going to see now, right, is definitely a much, much broader spike in social distancing, in wearing masks, 
And I think that's going to be the whole, you know, change aspect that we're going to see, even if we do return to office, right? I think even if we do return to office, you know, I, you know, it, it's unfortunate to say this, but I don't think we're going to be going back to, you know, the offices that we know or getting on subways and trains and buses as we know, Seriously. right? Yeah, it's, it won't be the everyone's same. gonna have a mask. Everyone's gonna be socially distant. It's not gonna be, it's not gonna be the same as what it was. You know, the world changed too much already. Basically. We've we've definitely changed. Um, I want to see what the effects of this change are going to be, but it's definitely gonna be. Even if we do return to office, it's definitely gonna be a much more, you know, socially distant mask mask wearing hand sanitizers oh, all yeah, this limitating you know, on occupation all that yeah and i don't think this is just particular to like one corporation i think this is just a whole broad thing you know before we saw this mostly in hospitals right yeah who dealt with you know serious injuries with viruses and stuff like this but i think this is definitely a more broader thing where it's just gonna be a broader precaution not just across the healthcare industry but across finance tech um industrials, basically any major corporation or industry you can think of, I think it's going to be a broader scope across all of them. Yeah, and you have a, you have a good point about, like, um, Tesla and SpaceX. You know, they, they could have a very good reason. These are not, I would say, primarily software products, right? There, there are a lot of, you know, mechanical uh, work. They build a product, yeah. They, they build, build a product. product. You know, there of course, there's some software products in there because, you know, Tesla's cars run on software the day program. But, End of the day, they have to manufacture the car, which is a physical thing. And you have SpaceX, you know, requires rockets and stuff like that. These are physically built products, you know? And like you're saying, even in a, a pandemic, you need to get back to work, right? Now, we don't know how, you know, Tesla or I mean, SpaceX, whoever, whoever offered the report, handled it. You may have handled it the best way possible. Or they may have completely changed the structure of how you work, you know, occupational limits, hand sanitizer stations every corner, mass up, up 100% requirement, and maybe it was a completely safe and sanitary environment to work in. And I would love to hear their point of view. Unfortunately, they haven't, I don't think, released anything from that. Um, and I don't think they will. But I would definitely, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not 100% against them, what they did, right? That's, um, you know, there's always a two sides every coin, you know. You know, but even, no, no matter how the how safe the office is, right? For example, for me, I mean, I'm taking two trains to get to my office. Yeah. And I mean, I now I have to put myself in public on two trains, dirty, dingy trains to get to my office, and like exposure rates, you know, huge amount of exposure. And I mean, like, yeah. like I said, five hour round trip commute every day on dirty public trains. Like there's just I don't see any way for me to really go back to the office. And it, and it could be well completely fabricated. You know the internet's not honest place 100 percent of the time. You know the reports that you know from so and so employees saying that it wasn't optional could have been just random trolls. Could have been random people. Could have been totally fabricated. Put a uh, what's it called a bad image on Tesla and SpaceX. So you got to remember also. Elon Musk is, you know, the public figure of these companies, and he's been having a, I would say, a 180 in terms of image recognition and fame in terms of uh, people from the internet. You know, you, people used to love him back back in 2019, and now recently criticizing him a lot, especially for his actions and what he tweeted, right? So, you know, it could have been just, you know, trolls just trying to put a bad spin on a story, you know? Yep. So I would love to hear 
of the full story, if that was possible. And maybe, you know, it was completely blown out of the waters. Maybe it was only a sole selection of people. A very essential team that has to work on this product. So, we don't know. But, uh, you know, we're wrapping up. I think we kind of explain our stance and what's going on, stuff like that. So, I would just like to hear your final thoughts. You know, four and two, what do you think with everything going on? I could go first, but... <laughs> I could go first, but... I guess from my perspective, I don't see a full-blown shift into working from home, and I don't see a full-blown shift in going completely back to the office. I think what we're going to end up seeing after hopefully this pandemic is over is definitely a hybrid model of just working of like maybe three days working from home, two days working from the office, and we call it a day, or maybe two days working from the office, three days working from home. Or maybe we may even see... Maybe we may even see a full-time return to office, but we're going to see a lot more flexible hours. So instead of me coming into the office at, you know, 8 a.m., I may not have to come to the office till 12, right? And I may stay till, and I may stay till 8 p.m., right? So I think you're definitely going to see staggered, uh, staggered um, commutes. I think you're definitely going to see a shift between working from home, working from the office. Um, I think there's going to be an, a weird new normal i guess i guess you can call the new normal of just a a counterbalance of balancing working from home working from the office and what your staggered commute would look like and i don't think we're going to go full black full blown back to nine to five because i think we've definitely shown over the course of these last three four months that you know the nine to five really doesn't exist anymore right you can work on your hours as long as you're getting the work done and you're being productive all throughout your time I think also a lot of people with what you said, people realize the effect that we're now a globalized kind of world, right? The yeah. 9 to 5 really worked because it was strictly to, you know, your time zone, right? But yeah. as these corporations grow and you have teams from India, Europe, uh, all over the world, uh, the 9 to 5 hour, right, this framework, this doesn't work anymore. And it makes more sense to extend to your team needs, you know? Yep. Yes. So what do you think, for? What are your final thoughts on everything? a lot with what two said um i think that a hybrid model is probably where businesses will thrive best um because like i said you've got people like me who work way better at home and then you've got people like two who work better in the office and i mean it's just it's not an easy really answer to just do completely one or the other i think yeah. the fairest thing to do is to give people the option whatever they work better at let them do it um i i like the versatility of working from home oh i'm sorry of working from home uh, in terms of flexible hours, and I mean, if they can provide that along with an office that we can go in optionally, um, I think that that's going to be the real way to kind of progress. And I mean, because if you're if you're especially not during the pandemic, if you're healthy and people in your house are you know not immunocompromised and not old, you know maybe you don't mind going to the office. You wear masks, use your hand sanitizer. You know, it's not a big deal for you. But there's yeah. plenty of people who don't have that opportunity and um, can't be risking going out right now, um, or, you know, work better at home or for whatever reason. Um, I think the hybrid model is going to be really, I think that's the way to go. It kind of just captures the needs of everybody. I think so too. I think, I think to really summarize it very well, there's, it's going to be a new normal. I think it's going to be set. Uh, it's not going to be, it might slowly migrate back to the work from home as a mindset, but at the same time, it's not going to be back in 2019 it's going to be with masks it's going to be with restrictions on occupation it's going to be on uh, focus on 
you know, health related stuff as we move forward and health related issues. But I would also see how, you know, with everything that happened, a lot of companies already have been, been mobilizing and kind of transform their structures to work from home. I, I doubt they're going to throw away that ar- that architecture, that structure they, you know, they spend the last few months building to just throw it away. So I think we will see kind of really depends on the corporation's resources. You know, they might do a hybrid system or, you know, for smaller ones, if they're ready to mobilize completely, they might just stick with the work from home yep. aspect for a while. But with that all said, I hope you guys, anyone listening, thank you so much for listening to us. Mm-hmm. It was a great topic. Uh, honestly, um, I know this was, you know, related to the whole pandemic and everything. So I hope everyone out there is safe and well. I wish you guys all best. And I hope that at least for our future and the rest of 2020, it looks brighter for everyone. And, you know, who knows what's going on, but I hope everyone the best. So I just want to say thank you so much for listening to my podcast and request. Thank you for listening to the topic, working from office and working from home. And we'll see you next week. Yep, thanks Bye-bye, guys. Thanks, guys.